with my brand, begin to spike your sales. I was feeling myself heavy. Like I was like, oh yeah, like I'm the man. Like, <laughs> yeah, my brand's the hottest out right now. Like no one do what I'm doing. So I was just reaching out to like big retailers and like so they can carry my brands and God humbled me real quick. <laughs> God humbled me real quick. I was like, yeah, I like what you're doing, but just not now. Hey, welcome to the Hustle Differently podcast, a space for millennial professionals who are navigating career curveballs while driving closer to Christ. I'm Adriana, and each episode I chat with millennial professionals about the spiritual lessons they've learned in their career journey. On today's episode, I chat with Upscale Dave, a fashion creator who has always strived to put God first in everything that he does. We talk about the necessity of prayer in Dave's professional life and how periodic social media hiatus helps him stay in his lane and limit distractions and how being a believer of Christ influences his fashion business. This episode is in loving memory of Upscale Dave's late father, Dada, who is also my uncle and recently passed away in 2020. I'm honored that Upscale Dave and I can pay tribute to Dada through this conversation. Hey, Upscale Dave. I'm so excited to have you on this episode. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've been trying to get on one of these episodes for the longest. (laughs) I'm finally on. It's been a minute. Definitely wanted you on the episode, wanted you on the podcast. So I'm super excited that we can finally get you on. Yes, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. So you're a fashion creator and want to hear a little bit more about how and when did you discover fashion and creative directing was your passion? As far as fashion, my late great father, may God rest his soul, was always a dresser. And he always loved dressing me as well, buying me clothes and shoes. So I say my love for fashion and clothes came from that since an early age. Although he wasn't a fashion guy, but just because he loved clothes, that's what stemmed my love for fashion. Also, high school as well, that's when it really began to elevate because that's when I started emulating Puff, Pharrell, Jim Jones and Kanye West here and there. But yeah, that's when my love for fashion like really started to elevate when I started getting to like know like the history, like the brand, style, what else? Like the creative directors. And as far as creative directing, that became a thing of mine in college. When I started my own clothing brand, it was through my first clothing brand called Upscale General. I would design my own clothes and from Upscale General, I would like help other brands design and I would help other brands like create events. So that's how my love for fashion and creative directing came about. On our earlier conversations, you talked about how you recently learned about faith over fear. I know you were balancing a corporate job and your brand. I want to hear a little bit more about how you learned faith over fear and what that really meant to you. Well, my faith over fear journey began 2020, like around the COVID era. I started working as a data analyst slash fashion buyer for a company in which I will not name back in 2018. And that came to an end last year. When I just took that leap of faith because I just felt like my time there was up. It was just cutting in with other things that I had going on, the other things that I wanted to do and pursue. So I just had to take that leap of faith and just exit. And when I made that exit, I seen a spike in sales, like an increase in sales with my clothing brand, Hot Cite Soleil. I want to say around May was when I dropped a collection called Style on Time. And that was the best selling collection I've ever released. And after that collection, because I wanted to strike while the iron was still hot. 
I dropped another t-shirt like a month later, which was like, called I called it the Legend 001 t-shirt. It was honoring Jean-Michel Basquiat. That even did better than the Style on Time collection. And after that, I released the Pearl of Caribbean collection. Spikes and Cell went up with that as well. So I'll say definitely COVID taught me to take that leap of faith and just practice faith over fear. Because if I did not take that leap of faith, I would have never seen the success with my brand that I'm witnessing right now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I bet that was probably scary for you to have to leave a good paying job and to take a risk and focus on your business. I wouldn't say it was scary because I've, I've just always had a hustler mentality. My thing is just, I'm going to get it. No matter how hard it's going to be, no matter how long it's going to take, I, I got to get it because I have bills to pay. I got to get it either how, like one way or the other. So I just made sure it works. Wow. So so where do you draw your courage to take risks and have that sort of go-getter, you got to get it mentality? Like wh- where do you sort of like draw that from? Honestly, watching Puff Daddy like videos, like his rants and Dane Dash, those are my two inspirations when it comes to like just go-getting it. Yeah. And both of them are pretty aggressive when it comes to <laughs> entrepreneurship and making sure that things get done um, and to the quality. I want to hear more about you really learning this faith over fear and taking this leap of faith because I know there are probably some listeners who are thinking about, you know, taking a risk, whatever it may be in their professional experience and trying to figure out like, when is the right time to like plan for that jump? When is the right time to actually like execute the jump? Right. And then like how to continue to move forward once you take that risk, whatever it may be. And I kind of want to talk a little bit more about like that process for you and and how you sort of made the decision to leave and focus more on your business. What steps did you take? Yeah, that's easy. Although I'm a strong advocate for entrepreneurship in general and just doing what you want to do, I always tell people, whatever you do, just make sure you talk to God first. Because I don't do anything without talking to God first. So that's where that stemmed from. Like, I had a talk with God, and I just felt like he moved me to do so. Because before I made that exit, they were already getting ready to replace me at the job with someone else. So I just viewed that as a sign, like, yeah, God just want me to step into my own and, like, experience this journey. Because I talked to God for months before I did this, actually. And when I finally did it, he showed me why. I should have listened to him and actually do it. So my answer to your question is just, I should just advise everyone to speak with God, have a conversation with God. Don't do anything without talking to God first, because what you think you might want, that's probably might not be what God wants for you at the moment or at, or at all. Because although we all want to be entrepreneurs, not everyone is meant to be entrepreneurs. So I just say to anyone that's looking to step into that journey, have a talk with God first and he'll guide you and lead you and let you know exactly what you should do. Yeah, there were two things that you said that really stood out to me. The first is that the importance of talking to God before making a decision. And I think that sometimes, like even myself, we sort of think that we know things, we know how things are going to go, we know sort of the process, we've done something before, you know, we think that, okay, like, since I have an idea of how it's going to go, like, I can just sort of do it. And there's sometimes there are other things that are going on that we may not know about that God could sort of like, help us to realize 
realize like, okay, like timing wise, this is the time to do it because things are in place. And, you know, I love that you said that sometimes what we want isn't always what's like best for us and what God intends for us because God always wants what's best for us. And I think that's so true. Coming to that realization that we don't know everything and that God wants what's best for us and it's so super important to pray about it and to like get direction from God before making any decisions, small or big in our lives, is super important because in the end, even if it's not what we want, it's sort of what's best for us and maybe later on we'll get like a a better understanding of it. I could piggyback off that with our clothing brand because when I first started the brand, I didn't see any success from it. And that was back in 2018, September 2018 is when I released my first collection. I barely seen sales from that collection. I probably got like two sales from that collection. I created and I released like four pieces, or five pieces actually. And the second collection, I barely seen sales from, I don't think I got any sales from that second collection. No, I probably got one sale only from that second collection. That was January 2019. And the third collection was summer of 2019. It was, I seen, I've seen a few sales. I'm, I'll be honest, like that was probably the best sales I've ever seen during that time. It wasn't as much, but it was the best sale I've seen during that time because we were partnered with the Haitian national basketball team for that collection. In the fourth collection, which was released in October 2019, I've probably seen one or two sales from that collection. And that's when I decided to just take a break and just like revamp the whole brand, like revamp the whole model of the brand, the aesthetic. And that's when I ended up coming back with Style on Time. And I actually wanted to release Style on Time the beginning of 2020, like top of the year. But it just kept getting pushed. Like I feel like God just kept pushing it back because he felt like the time wasn't right. And around the time of May of 2020 is when I finally released it. And that's when I decided to take that leap of faith. That's when sales just skyrocketed out of this world. So that's why I say like everything is on God's timing. You mentioned Style on Time. Tell the listeners what that is because they may not know what it is. Style on Time was a collection. It was like the revamp, the relaunch of Hasa Cite Soli. And it's also the name of a mobile application that I'm a co-founder and CEO of. Basically, what Style on Time is, it's a last mile delivery fashion app. We like to consider ourselves the Uber Eats of fashion. And what we do, we partner up with local retail boutique vendors and consumers will be able to, consumers are able to shop on the app from those local boutique vendors and receive their orders within one of three business hours. And right now we're currently on beta mode. So you could download the link in our bio on Instagram at styleontime.app. So that's basically what Style on Time is. It started off as a fashion collection and transitioned into a mobile application. So back to what you were saying, I think that's so interesting because in the beginning, you weren't seeing as much sales, but you still had your corporate job. That early experience, right, especially to maybe some of us, right, that early experience would have maybe caused some like doubt to like make that pivot to go full time into the fashion brand, into the business. I think that's super interesting that although you didn't really see sales in the beginning, you still sort of found this courage to make the shift. Yeah, because I was not going to give up on this brand because my first brand, Upscale General, it was doing very well in the beginning. And when it's when slow, start declining, I just gave up on that. And I kind of felt embarrassed after I gave up on it because I felt like I fell once I gave up. 
I didn't feel like a failure while sales was declining, but I felt like a failure when I just gave up on the brand. So I said, with this brand, no matter what it takes, I'm not going to give up. Because once I give up, that's when I fell. That's why I just kept on pushing and kept on praying. And it happened. God made it happen. Staying committed and really finishing something and being intentional about it is super important. That's what you did because you won't really see the fruit unless you stick to it. That's basically the theme of the story that you're telling is that like, you know, staying committed, praying about it, adjusting based off of what God is telling you and continue to push forward and making sure you do all that you can. Exactly. And another reason why I did not give up on this brand is because a lot of the brands that started with me when I started Upscale General Brand, they started to receive their fruits in 2019. I would name a few of them. Like it's a brand called Tier. It's a brand called GPC, another brand called Visionary Society. Those brands, we all started at the same time. and They didn't give up. And in 2019 is when they received their fruits of their labors. And I felt like if I kept pushing with Upscale General, I would have been right there with them. But So that's why I just kept pushing with Hasite Soleil. And now I'm actually receiving my fruits of my labor with Hasite Soleil. You're seeing the fruits of your labor now. So before seeing the fruits of your labor, right, as you were continuing to pushing and going, how did you know you are making the right decision? I don't know if you even knew that you made the right decision to quit your corporate job. Yeah, because like I said prior, God told me to. It was just something that I felt God spoke to me, and he spoke through me by saying, like, for example, they were getting ready to replace me. So that was just another sign from God to tell me, before I get fired or laid off, <laughs> you better make that exit. <laughs> so I just made that exit on my own. That was a sign from God. I also noticed how they were acting, how they were treating me, because I was actually the only black male in that office, too. Wow. Yeah, the only black male in that office. So I just noticed how they would treat me compared to how they would treat other people. So, and that's just the environment that, me, honestly, I've never wanted to work for anyone. Like, if I had a job, that's because, like, I just needed to fund my ideas. Hmm. Like, me working for someone is just never, it was never a goal of mine, ever since I was a kid. Really? Why? Why is that? I don't. Honestly, probably just like I said earlier, like being inspired by Puff and Dame Dash. That's probably where it came from. And also my late great father, may God rest his soul. I will always hear him say, if he had a choice to not work and just own his own business, he would do so in a heartbeat. And he was a hard worker too. So that just always stuck with me too. That just always gave me the push that I need so I won't have to work as hard until I'm old and gray and just only enjoy like 10 years of my retirement. Nah, that's not what I want. I think with our generation, there's this big push where we see a lot of people our age who are like leaving their corporate jobs or who are doing entrepreneurship stuff or who have side hustles. There's this big push for like entrepreneurship and it's been so really interesting and cool to see. And I know you even mentioned that like entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Like not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. I just wanted to like hear from you. What about entrepreneurship do you feel is like most fulfilling? Being able to see people enjoy something that I create is what fulfills me when it comes to entrepreneurship. Like whether it's making clothes or whether it's creating mobile apps or whether it's creative directing for other brands, that's what fulfills me. And that's where my joy comes from. And I feel like because I enjoy what I do, that's why I'm able to like receive blessings from like what I do as far as entrepreneurship. 
yeah, for some people, they're, you know, trying to figure out, like, if entrepreneurship is meant for them. You know, on Instagram, where they kind of, like, romanticize, like, entrepreneurship that is, like, super easy. Yeah. It's, like, super easy and that, like, you're just going to do something and then it's just going to work and then you're just going to see all these followers. (laughs) And for you, like, right from your experience, I I would assume that that's not the case. Not at all. Like, mine just came from, I guess, visions that God gave to me ideas that God instilled in my brain. That's where mine came from. I've never been the type to be influenced by what other people are doing or compare my success to others. Cause I know that everyone has their own time. One person's success doesn't determine my success. I love that. So how do you make sure you stay grounded? You know, social media, it's all about like followers. It's all about like, and even like seeing other brands who like started with you and may have seen a little bit more success. Like how do you make sure that you stay, I guess, in your lane and focus on what you're doing and like really recognizing the blessings that God has been giving you and the success he's been giving you in your fashion brand? First and foremost, I show love. Like all the brands that I name can attest to that. Like I support them. Like Anytime they drop something that I like, I'm definitely purchasing from their collection. And I feel like when you show love, you receive love. And second, I don't do the Instagram or social media as much unless I'm getting ready to promote. That's the only time you see me on social media heavy. This is my trick. If I'm not working on anything, I take a big social media break. But when I'm getting ready to launch something, I just go on like social media rants and like engage with everyone. You'll see me under everyone comments. You'll see me responding to everyone on Twitter, just laughing, making jokes. And that just leads up to when I'm getting ready to launch. And as soon as I start marketing, that's when people that's when people are able to show me love and retweet me and engage in what I'm promoting. So that's like my marketing tactic as far as social media. And me, like, being off social media for that long unless I'm marketing, that also keeps me in my own lane because I'm not watching what everyone else is doing at the moment while I'm creating. I could definitely attest to how important, like, social media breaks and how this can, like, help with reflection. And you talked about, like, God giving you vision and ideas. Like, that's, like, a period where you can sort of, like, have... I, I don't want to call it a silo, but like like you're in your space to like really make sure that you're doing what God has intended you to be doing. And like the vision that you have is what he wants you to do. And I know even for me, like taking like, but I would take like long hiatus on social media, like eight months or like a year, which is super, super long. But, you know, even those times have been like, good times for like reflection and you're right like that does like help you to not be sort of like deceived and like start to like be focused on what other people are doing but like you're able to really see what success that you have been able to do and like your growth and progression and like even the areas where like you can continue to grow amen how much of like even the inspiration on like collections and the ideas as far as like what's going to go in the collection, how much of that is like influenced by like prayer and vision of God? I can give a great example on that. Last year in 2020, when my brand began to spike its sales, I was feeling myself heavy. Like I was like, oh yeah, like I'm the man. Like, <laughs> yeah, my brand's the hottest out right now. Like no one do what I'm doing. So I was just reaching out to like big retailers and like, so they can carry my brands and God humbled me real quick. <laughs> God humbled me real quick. I was like, yeah, I like what you're doing, but just not now. And so I just like prayed and fast on like 
because my I'm a contemporary brand. I don't like being looked at as a streetwear brand, so I don't want my brands to go on certain retailers, so it won't be like compared to certain brands. I like to sit next. I want my brand to like be compared to brands that you like, like high end contemporary brands. So I was those were the retailers that I was reaching out to. Some ignored me, and some said not at the moment. And I just prayed, kept working, and this year. Was yeah the t- twenty January it was it was either January or February twenty twenty. I spent back and reached out to some of these companies again, these retailers, and one of them actually reached back out to me. They said that they never seen like my me- my previous messages, but when they seen when I what I was presenting this time around, it just caught their eyes, and and I I feel I believe that due to my prayers and fasting and just keep like me keep on pushing and having faith that allowed me to collaborate with this company that is coming soon i might as well tell it i'm getting ready to collaborate with a black fashion retailer called black fashion fair which carry brands such as pierre moss hanifa what else brick owens any any high-end black-owned fashion brand that you could think of they are carried on the Black Fashion Fair, and my brand will be sitting next to theirs this summer. Wow. We, yes, we're getting ready to relaunch a remastered version of the Pearl of the Caribbean collection, along with a few other goodies that I don't want to mention right now, but you, you guys will definitely be able to see like everything in the rollout within the upcoming weeks. So I'll say, to answer your question, that's definitely what I would say, because God just definitely showed, like, answered my prayer when the time was right and not on my time. He showed me how to be humble as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. God will definitely humble us. I definitely want to hear a little bit more about like collaboration, how important that is to you. And I know that even in the past, you talked about like partnering with companies in order to do like charity or donations, portion of sales going to different organizations. I want to talk about where that inspiration comes from, how important is like collaborations as well. I wouldn't say collaboration is necessary. When it comes to collaboration, it just has to make sense. But collaboration isn't always necessary. And as far as me donating, when I started Hot Cite Soleil, I didn't want to make a brand like Upscale General that's just a regular fashion streetwear brand. I wanted to make a brand with a purpose. So one day I was watching a documentary called, at this time, I was actually designing like aesthetics and looks for the brand, but I just didn't have a name for the brand. So I was watching this documentary produced by Wyclef called The Ghost of Cite Soleil. It has nothing to do with the brand, but the name just stood out to me. I was like, I like that name Cite Soleil. So I looked it up. What it meant, it actually means like sunny city. It's a poor city in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. And I was saying, I want to make a brand with a purpose. So what I'm going to do is I want to create a fashion house. So I'm going to name this brand House of Cite Soleil. And what I'm going to do is to donate 10% of each sale to different nonprofit Haitian organizations. So the first organization I donated to was Project Haiti, which is started by this girl that went to the University of Florida. The second organization I partnered up with was the Haitian national basketball team because what what I did with that donation we helped grow the grassroots of basketball in Haiti 
I just wanted to start a brand with a purpose. So that's where the donation collaborate like collaboration came, came and that's how that came about. And as far as like collaborating with retailers, as far as like Black Fashion Fair, I didn't expect to come out with a collaboration with them. I just wanted my brand to be carried at their retailer, but because the owner and creative director loved like the purpose of the brand, the story behind the brand so much, they just wanted to do an entire collection with me. And it made sense because the owner of Black Fashion Fair is also Haitian. So I felt like it makes sense. It aligns. Like the story would make sense for both of us to collab. And I'm a black owned brand that's pushing black culture. As you can see, I'm pushing black culture through Haiti because sometimes Haiti gets overlooked when it comes to black history. So I'm just pushing black history and Haitian history and just merging the two so people could look at Haiti as the black republic, which they are. In sort of the fashion industry, being an entrepreneur, I think that sometimes the industry, there could be a disconnect from being somebody who is a believer in God, a believer in Christ, and want to talk about like your experience. Prayer really is a big factor and a big influence in you making decisions in your business and being led by God and you pursuing your business. I want to talk about like being in the industry and being somebody who relies on prayer and relies on God, like that intersection and that blend and like how that's been for you. Actually, I got lucky because as I entered the like fashion space, I say I consider myself in the industry right now because of what I like the what I'm doing and the people I'm working with. As I enter this space, I say it was more easy for me. Probably like before my time it was harder to like have faith in the industry, but I have to give credit to Jerry Lorenzo. As soon as he created Fear of God, he like put that stamp as a God-fearing man in the high-end fashion industry. I believe like he put that stamp and made it cool for people like to believe in God in the fashion industry. So that's why I say for me, it was I wouldn't say it was hard for me to have faith like into the industry with faith or with prayer. Cause by the time I already entered it, like it was already cool to have faith and believe in God, all because of Jerry Lorenzo. Is there other parts of your business or the way you relate to people in the industry, the way you support businesses that are influenced by your faith? I'll just say prayer and fasting. Yeah, and like I said before, like I show love. I show a lot of love. Like I make sure people see that when they look at me, they see a light. And I'm just not the same as anyone else. I'm not portraying to be something that I'm not. I'm just a child of God, so I walk with the light around me. And everything I do, I make sure I put God first. And I make sure that I'm vocal about that as well. So that that probably answers your question. Me being vocal about it rather than just praying and fasting to myself, I'm vocal about it. I'm vocal about when it comes to my faith, me being a believer in the Most High. Yes, I'm very vocal about that. And I think that's something that really was sort of the inspiration for me to like start this podcast is that people think that you only have to be like a pastor to like really be a light of Christ or to like be able to share your faith. And really, regardless if you're in the fashion industry, if you are in consulting, if you know, if you're like a janitor, it really doesn't matter. Like this opportunity for you to be a light and to like be able to share. Yeah. And I like that you said that because I believe that we all like God is using everyone like whether definitely seven day Adventists, whether we're um, Muslim, whether we're Israelites, whether we're what else Rastafarians, like I believe that God is using each and every one of us because there's some seven day Adventists that'll go straight by the Bible, and there's some seven day Adventists that don't go straight by the Bible. 
Right. There's some Muslim people that go straight by the Bible, and there's some that don't. There's some. What else? What I, I said, Baptist. Yeah, there's some Baptist people that even worship on the Sabbath and go straight by the Bible, and that most of them that we know of don't. That's why I say like God is using each and every last one of us. Like what, whether like, as far as in the Abrahamic religion, God is using each and every last one of us. That's why. I, I don't say like you have to be a pastor, you have to be this, you have to be that. Because as long as you practice in faith, and as long as you're reading the scriptures, studying the scriptures, and learning them, and instilling them, and meditating them the way they're supposed to be meditated and instilled in our brains, I believe that God has a purpose for all of us. And I think that it really takes us being intentional and wanting to be used by God right wherever we are. And based off of the knowledge that we know now and and being intentional, like you said, about like continuing to learn and study the scripture, it takes being intentional about that and really not being afraid or ashamed of being a child of God wherever you are in whatever profession that you're in. Amen. I want to hear from you if there's any lessons learned, any nuggets, anything that you want to share with the listeners. We talked a lot about faith over fear. We talked a lot about like God opening doors and closing doors and even your experience with answered prayer. Definitely. First and foremost, make sure God is in the sense of whatever it is that you're working on, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever idea that you have, make sure you confront God before you even embark on that journey alone because none of us can walk the path that we want to walk without God because God will always lead us to the path of righteousness. Keep faith. Whatever it is that you're doing, just keep faith. Even if it's, even if God like leads you to that path and that path isn't panning out exactly how you want to at the moment, it's a journey. Everything is a journey. So just keep pushing because God wouldn't have led you to that path if it wouldn't have worked out for you. So just keep pushing and give thanks. Every day we're above ground, just give thanks because there's people that didn't wake up to see the next day. So always give thanks. So those are the three things I just want to leave people off with. And I just want to echo what you said, God first, always. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast, for sharing your story and sharing your lessons learned and really encouraging the listeners that God first and really to being intentional about praying about the decisions that they're making in their professional journey. So really appreciate you being here. It's a pleasure. It was a pleasure. And I need to come back when I release this collaboration with Black Fashion Fair to talk more about it. Yeah, definitely for sure. <laughs> Season two. Definitely. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can access the show notes in the description and the transcripts on hustledifferently.com. I'm inviting you to share this episode with your friends and people you think would resonate with this content. To make sure you do not miss the next episode, click the subscribe button. And lastly, please rate the podcast and leave a review in the Apple Podcast app. It will help this podcast reach more people and let them know why they should listen. Thank you for your support.